0: this up in my headphones
1: Charles turn it in Hello 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 everybody one and all welcome to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. My name is Charles and with me today as always is my lifelong friend and co-host Dylan. I'm ready to create some fantasy with my friend, Charles. Oh, oh, I am ready to create some fantasy with my friend as well, Dylan, but not just any fantasy today, because today we are going to be using our generator to create an outline for a potential fantasy book. The question that we have here today is, can we improvise a fantasy story? (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, right. we have certainly tried it before. We've done we've done two of these episodes already. Uh, yeah. We had the great uh, Spiffbo finalist and friend of the show, Levi Jacobs, <laughs> approval for at least one of those FCF, Friends Creating Fantasy, that is, episodes. So maybe we're not doing too bad so far. And I think that now we have to find out, can we do it again, Charles? <laughs> can we randomly generate a bunch of... Uh, fantasy nouns to create a title with, and then randomly generate a bunch of fantasy tropes and like character types and, or roles. I guess is the way to put it. We're going to generate then, a book title, a yeah.
1: protagonist, and an antagonist. And right. that is a good question. I'm not sure if we can. You know, we're coming. Well, we, can a, them. We're go- <laughs> we can generate them. We're good. But can, can we generate them? But can we yeah. string it together into a coherent? <laughs> a plot outline back of the book summary if you will right Um, we're gonna do our darndest um you know we're coming off of a recording marathon right now we've never recorded this late before so i'm feeling the creative juices it's gonna get wild out here who knows what's gonna happen anything's possible on friends creating fantasies and just very exciting off-the-cuff energy here
0: Right. Well, we're letting them behind the scene. I,
1: I may or may not have pushed to go to bed before
0: doing this. And Charles may or may not have said, you know, I think we're primed for friends creating fantasy. So yes. uh, if I start having uh, like those t- like fever dreams before you start falling asleep and that makes the creative juices flow, who's to say we won't create some sort of awesome improvised story? So I mean... Charles I know you you mentioned back the book I guess we do want to go all the way from beginning to end in mm-hmm. our summary of the story so right. uh, we're we're gonna yeah we're gonna try to tell a complete outline is probably yes. the way to put it of a fantasy story that we created off of randomly generated. Nonsense. Nonsense. and, right. and <laughs> Nonsense <I> mean... <laughs> is the
1: key word there. <laughs> Usually like to come into episodes prepared with notes, but with Friends Creating Fantasy, we come on with nothing. So we're just talking right now with, with no preparation. <laughs> as and, is probably clear to the listener. Yeah, as it's probably clear. But what we like to do with Friends Creating Fantasy, how we like to get started, is by getting a book title going. And the way we do that right. is we have our generator where we have a bunch of very common nouns that you will find in a fantasy book title i'm seeing words like dagger dragon storm blade shadow you get the idea i see, we have a Raider. huge list raven yes as we know from the raven's fantasy which was our first <laughs> <which> our debut <laughs> novel from right. friends creating fantasy um so, we're going to go ahead. Dylan's going to generate one of the words. I'm going to generate the other one. And we're going to see if we can't put together a coherent title. Dylan, if you do the honors and give us our first word, our first noun. Yeah,
0: generate yours at the same time, Gerald. So Mine's give, generated. Yeah. I have oh, it. Oh, okay. Oh, all right.
1: My word is tower. Tower. Okay. My word is memory. So we have the word tower and the word memory.
0: Um, right. It gives just, us a few options here. Gives us I a mean, a few options. The classic is to go the noun of nouns. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, as, as a Mad Lib style. So that would be <laughs> the tower of memory. Or well, we could the do mem- memories, Tower of Memories. Or, oh, is it memories? Well, that the you word drew, is memory okay. that
1: I generated, but I think we can to fit a okay. title. We can do memories if sure. you wanted to.
0: Yes, uh, this is FCF, and there are barely any rules. <laughs> so, the Tower <laughs> of Memories. We could go the Memory Tower. We could go the Tower Memory. We can. go... <laughs> There's all sorts of options here,
1: Charles. Do any of those stick out to you? The Tower of Memories is a front runner for me. I'm wondering, like, if I want to do anything really crazy and break the formula and do, like, you know, um, the tower in which she held her memories. But I think the Tower of Memories is fine. Yeah,
0: I think that anything we would gain from calling the book The Tower in which she held her memories, uh, we could do with The the Tower of Memories. Yeah, Why break something that may or may not be working, Charles? Let's go with The Tower of Memories. I I think that gives us some interesting options. I think The
1: Tower of Memories is kind of cool. So I I think we're done with book titles. What we're going to do now is with The Tower of Memories as our... Do we want to go memory or memories? Like the tower of all memory or the tower of memories, the plural. I, I think, think the, go for
0: it. I think the tower of memories. I... I have some ideas already brewing based on that. So okay, let's great. Stick so let, that.
1: we'll keep it with that. So we're going to do now, no book is complete. No plot outline is complete without saying who who is your main character. So Dylan is going to pick a character role. Some examples I see here are princess, prince, warrior, barbarian, et cetera, et cetera. And he's going to pick one of those. And then I'm going to pick the trope type. So we have a bunch like... Antihero, Mentor, Vengeful, Wisecracking, Hardened. You know, we have a bunch of those right. generated as well. And so this way, we kind of put the two together to give ourselves a rounded character, hopefully.
0: Hopefully. Before the <laughs> show, I was saying, I hope we do not get Wisecracking Dragon, because that's certainly <laughs> that the mix. That was
1: the test one that came up. We're like, oh, gosh. I don't know if we can <laughs> handle that. But what are we going to get in real time?
0: In real time, I'm letting the generator go. Oh, Charles, you're going to think I cheated, but uh, (laughs) we got Rogue. We got Rogue.
1: A Rogue? Yeah. All right. And, you know, I think I got an appropriate trope for that because I have Orphaned. The Orphaned Rogue. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So like (laughs) I think many of the main characters we've read about that are rogue types. Or many of the
1: main characters in fantasy are orphaned for one reason or another. Yeah.
0: I mean Quoth you could make the case is a rogue. It's not a spoiler to describe Locke Lamora as an orphaned rogue. He's pretty much that from the start, he's being the first scene is him being sold off to someone who's already orphaned and, uh, Spoiler: Lachlamore is a rogue, not <laughs> like obviously a rogue. I uh, I've never so, read it. <laughs> right, so I think a Locke Lamora type is very much in the mix for this. Is our protag, tag, Charles?
1: This is the pro tag.
0: Oh, so this anti-hero Lachlamora type is what's on my mind, and we've got this interesting title, the Tower of Memories. So I wonder where we're going. But we need a villain if we're going. Yes, to the last go there
1: piece of the FCF puzzle is the antagonist. And we're going to do the same thing we just did for the protagonist, but designate this character is the antagonist. So let's go ahead and get that going. Dylan, what do we got? We've got an orc, Charles. (laughs) An orc? Okay. Um, The (laughs) trope type that I have for orc is mentor. No, no, (laughs) Charles.
0: Not a mentor orc. <laughs> Give me the wisecracking dragon <laughs> instead.
1: So we have the mentor orc. That is not a character I was expecting to pop up in the no. Tower of Memories. Not one I would have originally written to go against our orphaned rogue. But. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> it's oh, the magic of friends creating fantasy, I guess. Magic is one thing to call it, Charles. This is the pressure right. in which we will use to create the diamond that is the Tower of Madness. Tower of Memories, Charles. Memories, yes. Good, well said. <laughs> the Tower of Memories.
0: Uh, so the question we ask is, can we improvise a fantasy story? And the answer is... No. No. Okay. well, is Maybe. We gotta get our maybe. story straight. We gotta see where it goes.
1: So, to summarize, we have the Tower of Memories, Protagonist, Orphaned Rogue, Antagonist, A Mentor, Orc. Um, so, an Orc in the Antagonist role, not too unusual, <laughs> right. right? It's the
0: mentor aspect that's a little bit less usual, both in terms of an Orc being a mentor is atypical in fantasy. Yes. And an Uh, yeah a mentor being an antagonist or a villain is also atypical though not unheard of i would say in fantasy
1: i would agree with that um you know it could be one of those cases where it's not revealed that the mentor role like the idea that this mentor is the antagonist could be like a twist um which is something that we could play up if we wanted to or we sure. could make it we could make this mentor orc an antagonist right from page one you know i think both are interesting and uh, i just think it just goes to where you where you're leaning well here's you gotta, what i'm gonna address this mentor thing strongly right yeah yeah, yeah yeah
0: that makes a lot of sense the first thing that comes to mind for me charles is i i'm, I'm trying to base this in in the some setting here which is the tower of memories mm-hmm. and i'm trying to think what kind of characters make a lot of sense in this situation i imagine the tower of memories is almost something that a mentor could take a an a young orphaned rogue type into and kind of like travel with them through the Tower of Memories. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's, so maybe this is a trusted mentor at first and something that is revealed to the protag as they journey through or maybe up, like to the top uh, of the Tower of Memories throughout this plot. Something that the mentor is showing to this person Mm -hmm. is like that's where the villainous stuff comes in and it's sort of this more plot twisty the like the mentor character had been a villain all along and we find that out journeying through or i really think it's up right like yeah, getting to the top tower, of the tower after all, yeah. right like this journey up the tower and something that we'll learn through watching these memories uh, or awesome. like our
1: protag will figure out I really like the idea of having a journey that's up a tower, you know, like a lot of times in like Lord of the Rings or something or Wheel of Time. It's a journey across, you know, like different portions of the world, like across a map. But to have a journey that's up a tower, I think, is particularly interesting. And when you have a book called The Tower of Memories, I think that's a great direction to go. I'm wondering, though, because we have an orphaned rogue type so who is a mentor to an orphan rogue? I, I kind of like to think that what if the orc kind of raised our protagonist, right? And then when the protagonist became rogue was when he split off from our antagonist, and be- he became a rogue after that. And maybe he was raised in the tower, and maybe he goes back to the tower to take on the antagonist you know like that's his tower of memories Whoa. and then you could have like the capital l aspect of it of something to do with like being raised as an orphan and coming of age and like realizing that the people that raised you aren't always you know aren't great sometimes and stuff like Ooh. that like like you know that could I... be interesting oh charles i i think i love this idea right now like okay i think that Here's
0: how I'm imagining it. Yeah, this is our orphaned rogue protag was raised... It could be this kind of thieving crew thing, you know? We're already this roguish type. So let's say there is an orc mentor in charge of this thieving crew. And the thieving crew, maybe it's a really big crew, and it's based in this tower. Mm-hmm. And I imagine the orc mentor kind of exists at the top of the tower. And... This tag is coming back after whatever experiences they've had, like like yeah. you were saying, and returning to their home, and just going through all these different levels of the tower. And at each level, maybe the memory, like I guess in my head, it was more like a supernatural thing where, like, the tower would show them memories right. in some it could supernatural be both. way. I kind of like the idea but of it being both. It could be. I guess I was thinking a little bit more of this. I know we've drawn from this friend of the show, Mark Lawrence, style of like going back and forth in time kind of through flashbacks Mm. and uh, using that element to flesh out a character and their history and their relationships with people. And what if each level that our orphaned rogue protag goes up, they meet new characters from their past or like new characters to us, the readers. And we get a chapter with the characters as adults now but we also get this, like, weaved in next chapter that fleshes out their background uh, and their relationship. Or maybe it goes that. vice versa, but I, I kind of like I this, like, like, jumping you back start, and forth.
1: Like, it's this, the book starts with this orphaned rogue returning home, but you yes. know that it's kind of like he's also going to battle kind of a vibe. It's both. Or she. Or she. Or they or they, whatever, I'm not married to any gender at this point, they get to the tower, and it's kind of like, I'm coming home, but it's also got this idea of, like, I'm going to battle, you know? And then we get flashbacks, and we get to learn more about some of these relationships and characters that kind of recontextualizes the moments of him or her, they, going up the tower. I think that's a great Idea. I like it, and when I you like have it, a book oh. called *The Tower of Memories*. To have memories being part of the narrative device being used, I think is also yes. kind of a brilliant idea. So,
0: uh, keep it in. Let's do it, Charles. I think that, yeah, I think so. They came back to the tower with the goal of getting to the top and maybe killing the like orc mentor that they think has done them wrong in some way, mm-hmm. and that's the journey is kind of we meet our protagonist as this person who feels very righteous in their course of action, that they're here, and uh, if I can just get to the top and finally defeat that person who led me wrong, right. then, like, I'll have achieved vengeance and therefore victory. Well said. I like
1: the idea. Oh, go for it, go for it. While you're, you're on the wrong well, I'm
0: just going to say, I I mean, obviously... There have to be some twists and turns that we learn in these memories and maybe like we'll see where we get by the end but i kind of like the idea that maybe like th- the character starts off looking for that vengeance against the orc mentor and maybe it's a story about forgiveness where something we learn in these memories makes them think where maybe the orc mentor was wrong in a lot of ways but maybe the way to move past these traumatic things in the past that happened to our orphaned rogue protag already is to just accept them and move on and stop this chain of violence and vengeance and
1: whatever else. That's a nice hopeful message that I'm, I'm open to for me. You can't have like this, the story needs betrayals and it needs twists. Like it, it needs all those kinds of things. And so the, I guess the question is like, how do we work in a betrayal which I guess will be between our protagonist and our antagonist like what is bringing our protagonist back to the tower and how can we work that in as like a betrayal and then how can we twist that by the time we get to the top right. of the tower. i think those are two really important things the other thing is i'm i'm hung up on the fact that this mentor character is an orc what if we just made every character orcs and yeah. like and just kind of wrote that off like they're just all orcs it's just what they are and i agree <laughs> so we, yeah we don't have to worry about making that part of the narrative at all because i don't think it's i'm more excited about (laughs) the the tower of memories than i am about necessarily the fact that there's orcs in this story
0: right i think every character is an orc and i don't know if that adds anything at all to to this story (laughs) like maybe there's a little bit of fun to this idea that we're writing a book where the main just
1: everyone's an orc in this it's interesting, world also, and that's kind of like going through like emotional development right. and, and character development and story arcs like not things you typically give orcs so maybe we can yeah. play on the kind of trope of like the ruthlessness of like orc armies and things like that or I, i'm not sure but nah. you, you can build in some interesting like culture around a crew of orcs that live in a tower that's might be supernatural or not. Like, I don't know. You can make this the setting interesting and the set pieces interesting with bringing in some like orc tropes, but I don't think it's super important yeah. to the story that we're trying to tell. I,
0: yeah, I kind of just like the idea that the story it, it makes orcs such a like unnecessary, like they didn't have to be orcs. So it's such an almost like tangential part to the story that in that way, it almost subverts the orc trope because it's like orcs are supposed to be these almost evil by nature creatures and us just putting them in the place of a story that could easily all be humans does some sort of interesting subversion. Wouldn't be our choice probably if the random fantasy a trope type or whatever, a character role type uh, stuff didn't give us an orc mentor. But I, I think there's something kind of fun in this idea of subverting the orc character by just making them indistinguishable from people besides their physical I appearance.
1: Agree. I agree 100%. And that's a creative decision I think we just lock in right now. Sure. We're subverting the orc trope by making it totally unnecessary that they're orcs, but they are. And right. there's something to be said in that. So, yeah. got it. So, orcs, done. Now, <laughs> I, I think we need a reason. Let's talk mentors. <laughs> yeah, let's talk why our protag is, is returning to the tower. Um, do we want to play up the orphan thing? Or it's like, That's you killed thinking. my parents, and I found out, mm. and you tried to kill me, but I survived. So, now I'm coming back, and I'm getting my vengeance? Is this like a vengeance thing? F- Revenge? Yeah, I think it starts
0: as a tale about vengeance
1: and i like just keeping it like a about. simple like 80s action pr- like the premise is i'm just gonna get my revenge like i think that's cool especially when you're just the whole plot is going up a tower <laughs> it's like right. i'm here to get my revenge and kill you like okay that's cool so and the guy can be super cool almost like a Geralt type where he's got some cool weapons and he's just like an action hero kind of guy this we need a yeah character.
0: we need roguish elements though so
1: Okay, they have like daggers and
0: yeah, like a little bit more of that.
1: Yeah, some little more sneaking around, like instead right. of you can like be in the shadows. But he's a he's an or she or they are an action hero. Okay, and um, kind of vibes like a roguish action heroy kind of popcorn movie kind of beginning to this character. I think would be cool, just like fun action right off the bat. Yeah, yep, I
0: like that too. I think all that we need to stick with is making sure that you know they're coming in with their cloak on and they're ducking around and the shadows and they're slipping yeah. <laughs> and sliding around and it's nighttime and they're throwing daggers and as long yes. as it's that way yes. of doing the action sequence which i think could be really fun yes then i think we're we're all for that i think when it comes to how do we flesh out this vengeance plot i think all we really have to go on right now is this orphan bit so i think at least we have to have the character our protagonist that is coming in thinking that the mentor character has killed their parents or was the real reason that they hmm. ended up orphaned. what
1: what I... if like the tower of memories what if that tower contains like actual memories or something like that and what if our protagonist is coming to learn the truth by seeing the memory it's like i know you for example killed my parents and i'm going to retrieve that memory and and prove it and expose you or whatever i'm going to prove you betrayed me or 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 whatever and the memories in the tower and i'm there to get it or what if they're like a you know we can add that supernatural element to make it a literal tower of memories where they can store memories for either purposes of thieving or something, or maybe as just like a library kind of thing. Like, I don't know, maybe both. But if they're memory thieves, Charles? What if the thing
0: that this thieving crew steals is other people's memories? Now you're talking. That's cool. They keep those memories in, the tower locked safe away behind all these you know, all these locks and traps and all these kind of things. And who's great for trying to get through locks and traps, though? A
1: roguish type. That's exactly so, right. And what's I a great think, setting for locks and traps? A tall tower. <laughs> correct, Charles. So I think pieces coming together. Yeah, that they are.
0: <laughs> so I think that maybe what we have here is there's some Way in which our, our orphaned rogue protag has come to believe that if they can access enough of these memories that have been stolen, and I love this idea that they're other people's memories, that what if they he's can going piece after together some
1: specific memories that he knows are there yes. and is trying to heist basically. Yes. You add yep, some heist elements to this.
0: I like it. Mm-hmm. So there's heist elements to stealing the memories and these i guess there's some fun to this like stealing already stolen memories yeah right like (laughs) we're gonna steal them again (laughs) (laughs) we're
1: gonna steal them back
0: (laughs) yes so but not for the sake of giving them back to the original owners but for the sake of this orphaned rogue protag being able to use these memories to piece together how they ended up orphaned or something and right And maybe that – maybe it is a twist ending then, Charles, that it turns out that the mentor who was there all along was the reason. Right. I like to think there's some
1: harsh truths that our protagonist, like, reveals by thinking he found the memory and looks at it and he's not what he – it's not what he thinks it was. And that's kind of like a twist, you know, some kind of harsh truth, harsh reality situation. Yeah. Well, are you leaning in a direction
0: right now? With I know we bounce back and forth, kind of with like, is this mentor uh, like from the start clearly the person that our protag wants to defeat? Are they sitting at the top of this tower, uh, like you know, pulling all the strings or whatever, I see or are they? They are
1: like the leader of this. Yes memory thieving enterprise basically right it's a tall tower so i, I kind of think of them as having this almost like executive role like a ceo almost kind of but still being able to battle and stuff like that but they've got you know people lower Ooh. down in the tower doing the battling for them um I've, yeah go for it i've got an idea charles what if the way that the
0: mentor is an antagonist here is more that like they are in charge of this thieving enterprise like you said and they just don't want their memory property stolen from them
1: yeah the twist could be they're thieves but they're actually doing a community service kind of in some way i don't know what that would be but it's like i'm i'm doing this with good intentions maybe like that could be the twist where it's like you don't understand the greater game being played You know, those kind of elements? Well, I don't know if this is what you were thinking about, Charles, Mm -hmm. but
0: what if we find out that the mentor character who seemed to be an antagonist, maybe it's not really a villain per se, but they were doing that thief-stealing enterprise because they think that if they steal really traumatic memories from people, then those people will be happier. And that's what the mentor is trying to do. So then the protag is maybe a v- like was one of the victims of this memory stealing process because the mentor wanted to take away the memory of how the rogue protag got orphaned because that was such a traumatic memory. And the mentor thought that would make the rogue protag happier but the rogue protag wants the truth and wants to be able to process these really bad memories it's almost got this like eternal sunshine type
1: yeah, vibe yeah, to yeah. it, right that's really interesting i do think we should go that direction i i've always loved fantasy stories where there's revealed to be like there's a greater game being played yeah. and we're not concerned with the level in which you're playing this game right so i kind of like that idea of like look he's He's the leader of this thieving crew, but that's almost like a front for the greater conspiracy going on. That's actually for some sort of either greater good, like you're saying, or or something like that. I think that's the path we should be going down, certainly. And I also, a bit of a tangent, I picture there's a fun fighting scene where they're just like, he's in a hall with just tons of memories around. We have to decide how memories are delivered, but I kind of like the idea of them using right. them as like weapons kind of, like being sure. like, "Oh, here's a memory. Boom." He's like popping in their heads and it's like a like a, you know, a bad memory, like or a happy almost memory, like a, just throwing them an at each orb. other. Yeah, like like, a, like crystal balls or something yeah. like that. And they're like throwing them at each other as weapons to get a fight with what's around, right? So they could be labeled, he's like, oh, this sounds interesting, (laughs) and throws it, you know, like, that kind of stuff could be fun. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, (laughs) you get
0: hit by one, and then it's just like, all of a sudden, it's like, yeah. And I was a fisherman in this year, and I had three children, and I just had to catch enough fish to provide for dinner. And then it's just back to the fight. It's yeah, exactly. like you just got hit by a random memory of someone yeah, exactly. else's. It's like... it's like the
1: smell of the salty sea foam <laughs> <laughs> right. filled the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a totally different tone. Exactly. And like snapping back to a fight was getting like pummeled in the face, you know. Yeah, those those funny you juxtaposition could... of of moments could be funny. right
0: and you could have fun with it almost like play with the genre a little bit where they get hit by a memory that takes them to like a lord of the rings equivalent high fantasy type setting and they're like a a hobbit type briefly <laughs> or like
1: or who knows it right? could be like and, a little kid crying over a dessert or something you know like sure that juxtaposition of like tough guy and kid could be funny you know you could yeah. you could bounce you could the what i like about it is that the possibilities are almost endless and it's kind of fun i think yeah. it's exciting um so i think we're on the same page so far and let's see if we can kind of rehash what we've gone through so far we have our the the story opens with kind of our main character our rogue or character standing at like the threshold of this giant tower and he's psyching himself up for revenge on the leader of this thieving crew that steals memories and contains them in this tower which is also their headquarters and it's a tall spiraling tower and he's like i'm here to get my revenge and then he the whole story is him working his way up the tower of memories and we're also getting these flashback moments as he encounters different challenges and characters and obstacles we get these memory flashbacks of his that reveal more context into the relationships and dynamics that we have going on in the present day and that gets us to where we are confronted with the main antagonist our mentor character where a twist is revealed that there's some greater conspiracy going on and our main character is kind of realizing this, I guess is where we're at currently. (laughs) Right? Right.
0: Yeah. I feel like our main character, they, I'm thinking at this point, rather than the vengeance bit, they come to the tower and what they're seeking is truth. What they're seeking Uh, is to, yeah. So at the top of the tower, is the mentor, but also is the first memory that the mentor ever stole, which was the memory of a young orphaned child who had such a traumatic experience that the mentor had to figure out how to steal that memory. And it set off an idea for this mentor. Uh, and obviously, as I'm hinting at, the the first ever stolen uh Memories from our orphaned protag.
1: So that's kind of or like the least first the fact dollar that the ever. Pro- the antagonist has stolen memories, and our protagonist just doesn't remember things, just knows that his memory was stolen, and that makes them like enraged, kind of motivated. Right. Sure. Not Yeah. Bad and all these memory, things. But it could They've be a memory got... that it was definitely stolen.
0: I think that what's happened is the protag has ventured out into the world at this Mm -hmm. point and understood that other people value their memories, even the traumatic ones, like consider that part of their lives, life stories. And our protagonist has come back to the tower. And despite having been someone who, when they worked for the, the mentor, like our protag thought that this was a good idea and thought that it was something that was effective for themselves. They've realized, no, like it is part of my life story to know what happened to my parents and know what that traumatic event actually entailed. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're there to discover. Um, right. And they yeah, they're they're pissed off at the mentor now because the mentor stole that for from that.
1: Right. I like this this theme of the value of memories, both good and bad. I think is a really great one for this book. And I'm trying to also work in a theme potentially of this kind of like, I remember my childhood being bad, and it's your fault kind of a thing because you – Well, Charles, yeah. try to save that for after
0: the podcast if you're going to blame <laughs> me for your, your bad childhood. Oh, my goodness. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it's a late-night recording, but try to stay on, on topic. But I don't know. I, I think here. that would
1: be an interesting theme for this as well because if this, if this is a <laughs> mentor character, we can assume that they raised this orphaned rogue in some ways. And maybe our yes. protagonist can kind of resent the way in which they're raised. That's a common thing that adults have is resenting sure. their childhood. And I think by actually making memories these tangible things that can be stolen or given is an interesting dynamic to put into that relationship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. and
0: Yeah. And I think you can further – drive that point home of kind of like your past is your past and trying to get rid of it doesn't actually change the fact that it happened Mm -hmm. i think that can kind of like double down on this idea of what we were talking about earlier with the protag finally gets the opportunity to get vengeance on the mentor character that they've come to resent Mm -hmm. but then chooses to just let their mentor live and let them be despite the bad
1: that the mentor has caused because that's part of Ooh, our protagonist What if story. we come full circle right the whole point is the protagonist is here to take a memory what if he ends up giving memories to the antagonist and these are memories of our protagonist like suffering or moments of you know tragedy or things like that as a result of the mistreatment by the mentor character so it's like i came here to 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 steal my memories back but i'm teaching you a lesson by sharing the like you didn't never realize my perspective here's my memories of of what happened you know so you have these two truths of like oh, you think your childhood was bad, but I was doing what was best for you. It's like, oh, yeah, well, here's my memories of all the bad things, and they're, like, trying to understand each other in that way, Well, you know? yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I like that, Charles. I like the idea that it's not just the the protag sharing their memories as, like, a vengeance against the antag, but also the antag be, trying to be able to show their memories to the protag to basically say, like, hey, I was trying my best. Yeah. And... I think that could be a really interesting moment at the at the end of this thing. I think and so too. Like, yeah, you go to a very real, com-
1: open place, yeah. which I think would make for a very compelling finale to this book.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I do like where that's going. I think we have a we have a interesting beginning. We have an interesting. end ending. Mm -hmm. Uh we have a little bit of hand wavy of how like hand waving of how we get there, I think, with all the interactions that would have to take place in between at this moment. We don't have a lot of like act two going on, I guess. Right.
1: Like if there's three acts. Well I think that's where a lot of the fun is. You know, we we're working our way up the tower. I also kinda like this idea of the protagonist, like this idea of like if our memories define who we are, and but you don't have those memories, you know, I like to think there's this piece of the protagonist's identity that he can't deny, but he doesn't have any memories. So he's that's kind of like makes a bit of an identity crisis almost, if that makes sense, where it's almost like a not necessarily nature nurture thing, but it's like there's some things about yourself that just because you don't remember them doesn't mean they didn't affect you kind of a thing if that makes sense so this kind of can fuel his his um or her their, I just picture a, a man for whatever reason Um, his uh, quest yeah minions. I would guess it,
0: the, the orc stuff might be doing some of that to you I don't think there's been a lot of female orc characters in fantasy to my knowledge but I could be yeah. wrong about that yeah
1: it's not as or, explored or non-binary <laughs>
0: Or characters it's hard to hard to know but either way i think yeah the assumption is that ooh, our characters unless we say otherwise explicitly or don't have a gender yet in our outline
1: It's not something that's super critical to figure out right now. We haven't made that part of their... It could be interesting if we want to do this, you know, child-parent relationship to know the genders. Like, you can add a little more texture to those memories that get shared back and forth. But I don't think we need to necessarily pin that down on the air here. Um, Man, I really like that ending. I really like the premise. I think as we get there, you know, it can be like a... We can go to different floors we can, you know, create – it gives you the opportunity to write as many characters as you want and go back in time and contextualize those relationships. Maybe the protagonist has someone on the inside like every good heist movie has. You know, you can kind of pull on some of those heist things. Maybe there's another person that comes with them that can go in the tower as well. Like there's endless potential that I think you just got to leave open, you know, like get people excited about it flesh those ideas out later. Well, yeah,
0: here's here's where I'm thinking now. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a bunch of members of this thieving crew that have, have sort of turned in the same way that our rogue protag has turned. And our rogue protag is kind of the leader of this thieving crew. But it has those heist-feeling elements to it where they're getting everyone together and they each have their own special skills. And maybe on each floor... Charles, one of the heist members gets their memory back. Mm. Uh, And it's kind of like the person who was most critical to getting that memory back. Like we needed their skill set to solve this particular floor. Then that person ends up getting their memory back on that floor. You get what I'm saying? So we give each of these characters, maybe there's a crew of seven and there's uh, seven floors. And they each kind of get their moment to shine. But the final floor in the top floor where we meet our mentor again is our protags floor. And maybe we, like, leave someone behind each floor, too. You can get very
1: sci-fi about it. Where it's like, what if you took someone's body, took all their memories out and put all of someone else's memories in? You know, like, that could be, like, a really interesting, like, if you needed grunts or something. But I'm just thinking of all the, like, the premises you can create Sure, there's a lot you can explore yeah. <laughs> here,
0: Charles, for sure. I think if we're looking to flesh out the middle, this gives us some sort of, like, what's happening in the middle. Each of these different crew members and whoever they are would have to get fleshed out by anyone who f- feels like taking this the next step to try to write it or whatever. But I think, what do you think of that idea? Like, uh, seven crew members, seven
1: floors, each person know. gets a different memory. I'm on the memory. fence that with helps. the crew. I could be open to it, but for me, this is such a personal thing, but... Maybe there could be like a greater reason to go, and then it becomes personal, and it's clear well, that there's there personal. Well, here's what I think: moment. they're
0: all they were all mentored by the same person, Charles. They were all part of this crew, and they're kind of this found family vibe. Mm-hmm. And something about each of their memories helps flesh something out for our protagonist as well. Certainly,
1: and I like the idea of like maybe we can do different floors as different chapters or different rooms or something. But right. I like the idea of different floors being different settings, meaning different things for different people, right? And to like the anticipation of working your way to the top, I think is very interesting. And it's an opportunity to weave in tons of characters. I'm open to having a crew right. and I'm open to having like a antagonist crew as well. Um, I forget the name. There's like a Bruce Lee karate movie where he fights one person on each floor and they get progressively stronger till he gets to like the bad guy at the end. Oh, man, it's like the Tower of the Dragon or something like that. It's like something like that. I'm, I'm going to I don't know it. But that was always a really fun premise to me as well. Where it's like, you know, each floor, it's getting the stakes are getting higher and the enemies yeah. are, getting, are building up. And, and we we leave someone behind, kind of like
0: there's a bit of that in one of the Harry, maybe the first Harry Potter. I don't want to spoil things, but come on first harry potter movie i think there's this kind of like leaving someone behind at each stage oh, that happens. yeah at yeah one yeah point, right about, so right. i'm picturing it kind of like that and eventually we're left with just our pro tag you the, have to have some right. people to kill off and right? <laughs> they can get killed off but i don't think it's even about that. i think that what it is charles is somehow our pro tag has to go from this point of like i want vengeance and Whatever, and by the end, they what they want is forgiveness and for their uh, their history to be understood not just by themselves but by the person who they think caused them pain. in the what mentor, do you think of just and they like want to. The
1: protag- it just comes down to the protagonist at the top of the tower. Right, he makes his way right. to the threshold. All you see is the silhouette with the blade out, shining in the moonlight, and he goes, "Remember me." <laughs> <laughs> Sure,
0: <laughs> Charles, if you need if you need that moment, you can you can have it. I'm am t- here trying to flesh out like big picture themes, and you're we're out there sell like, what if there was a the... moment
1: with a silhouette? We, we're selling these books on the moments, man. The premises. We can flesh those things out, but we need the moments, the payoffs, the twists, the betrayals, the loves. But silhouettes. Are... Okay. I'm just, just well, telling the... a joke, really. But. <laughs> Yeah, well, remember me, t- yeah, the Tower of me. Memories. <laughs> so yes, that's a, that's very good,
0: Charles. I'm not, <laughs> you'll have to explain that to me off the air. <laughs> but the, yeah, I'm, what, what I'm trying to do here, Charles, is give us the opportunity to figure out how does our protagonist move from where they are at the start to where they are at the end and i think that having people very close to them and people who are also very close to the mentor as well gives the like having those people get their memories back and potentially share their memories with our protag in some way gives the Protag the opportunity to learn all sorts of lessons vicariously, quite literally vicariously, <laughs> through these people and their experiences. If, if the Protag can experience their memories, and if you want a way to make it personal for the Protag, the Protag can literally experience the memories of those close to them in, in a way that teaches them lessons until they finally learned enough to confront the Antag and, uh, and, and. Like accept the bad things that happened to them, much like one must accept the bad memories that happened to mm-hmm. them. Uh, and then just say, I forgive you, mentor. It is, I understand you now, you understand me, and you hurt me, and I still forgive right. you. That's where I want us to get, to I think Charles.
1: that's great. And these ideas are coming back to like, well, there's different truths to the same situation of what happened, right? And sharing each other's experiences literally by putting memories in each other's heads I think is a right. great way to do that and I really like the premise of the whole objective is to steal memories and then the end he ends up giving memories as well I think is really nice sure. too so yeah right I, th- I think we're there honestly I think we've got enough for a back of a book blurb well <laughs> you keep saying back the book you don't tell the ending in the back
0: of the book Charles oh,
1: we, we got the elevator pitch
0: well, yeah. We've got an outline, is I think what we have, is uh, a pretty brief outline of the, a story we can tell, sort of like... There's lots uh, of potential to get really creative a beginning, here. a middle, you and end. You build the oh, for sure.
1: world, the whole setting of the towers, the whole magic system of the memories, like, uh, you know, the whole culture of the world, and you, you can... Right. It's there's so much we haven't fleshed out, but the outline of the story and where we want it to go and what it's essentially about—the bare about, bones—is the the there. I, I, think. Bones is there. And I think it's got good bones. Yeah, no, oh,
0: I I appreciated fleshing this out with you, Charles. I think yeah, you, you, I think we did it. You again. had some. Yeah, I think you you brought a lot of great ideas to the table. Like uh, I hope I brought a few myself. Definitely, and I think that. Yeah, do we want to do our popcorn,
1: where have we landed at the end? I think so. Um, I'll kick it off and popcorn it to you. So we have the Tower of Memories. This is starring the orphaned rogue returning to the place in which he was raised by the leader of a memory thieving crew and he returns to their home slash giant tower warehouse of all the memories they've stolen and cataloged with the objective of making their way to the top of the tower to learn the truth about their childhood their families their parents and he's brought with them a small little thieving crew all out to get revenge against the mentor, orc character, antagonist. <laughs>
0: right. Well, they're yeah, well, they're all orcs, as as you know happens all the time in stories. And what ends up happening is at e- so they have to ascend to the top of this tower to reach the mentor and to reach the protagonist's stolen memory of how the protagonist got orphaned and at each stage of the tower there is some sort of unique challenge that one of the thieving crew members is particularly suited to solve and at that stage the character that was particularly suited to solving the challenges gets some gets to receive one of their memories of some sort of like past traumatic incident that the mentor character thought stealing from them would make their life better. Uh, We through the eyes of the protagonist are able to vicariously experience the memory of each thieving crew member. And each one of these teaches our protagonist, at least part of an important lesson that they will have to come to learn by the time that they reach the top of the tower, because their mind is going to change in what they're actually looking for when they reach the mentor, right, Charles? That's
1: exactly right, Dylan. They make their way. Eventually, it comes down to the final moments. We have our orphan rogue character at the top of the tower mm-hmm. facing off with our mentor antagonist character. Right. One-on-one at this point. Mono mano right? They are at this difference of ideas, and it comes down to these themes around truth and about kind of this idea of, um, you know, uh, I want to say we've got this idea of, like, oh, my my childhood was bad and it was your fault versus I was doing the best I can. You know, you have this parent-child dynamic, and they're really trying to make the themselves understood right and this is when our protagonist character gets the coveted memories that he was fighting for this whole time and then he also in this twist moment instead of getting his revenge he finds a way to give his memories to the antagonist character and it's in that way that he gets his revenge by showing the antagonist his truth of what happened in this situation and making this antagonist character potentially see another perspective. And they kind of have this moment where they are being open and honest with each other and sharing things with each other. It gets very kind of, um, gets really, uh, emotional in, in these moments. And, and that's how our, our, uh, protagonist character kind of, that's kind of the end of his arc is the act of sharing his memories with someone that he came to seek vengeance on, you know? Right. Reaching this level of understanding versus violence.
0: Yes. And Charles, in the end of the Tower of Memories, our protagonist will learn to forgive, but they will never forget.
1: Oh, 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 no, you didn't. (laughs) Beautiful, Dylan. I love that. You're welcome, world. (laughs) Uh, that's that's the pitch, right? That's going in the back of the book. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we did it, Well, guys. Charles,
0: you want something I'll never forget? <laughs> I love doing these at the end. <laughs> I'll never forget creating this wonderful fantasy story with my lifelong friend. What a journey it has been! Uh, I think we we've We've done it again. I think we improvised a story. Uh, You know, this is the third time we've done this.
1: I always start these like this isn't gonna work. It's gonna be not good. We're gonna get some bad matchup. But it always ends in an area where I'm like, you know what? That's not so bad. That's actually good. So right. And what was the famous Charles quote on the cover? More coherent than I expected. I believe right. And that continues to ring true for these. Yes, that is our bar. (laughs) It is
0: not necessarily coherent, but more coherent than Charles expected. And I like to think we hit that again. (laughs) And Charles, you will create an amazing book cover yes for the tower of memories i assume oh, i already
1: have some ideas in my brain already for this one i'm thinking uh, let's hope no one steals those <laughs> memories from very yeah let's hope i'm thinking very generic stock photo of a castle a kind of not a tower well it, it's a towery looking castle you know it's got like Good a God. huge tower part to it and and it's going gotcha. to be just kind of blended into a dark background and then just find some cool looking text (laughs) that's all you need (laughs) so uh yeah you guys can look forward to that you know there's always uh, these are always a fun creative process that keeps things keeps things interesting and if you made it to the end if you if you stuck through, well, that's pretty much all we could hope for. We greatly appreciate it. And it's super cool that you listened to the end. And I think the only way that this could ever become anything that would be more coherent than I would have expected is because of the valuable input of my lifelong friend and co-host, Dylan. All right.
0: Back at you, Charles. Uh, I think we we hit that bar more coherent than I expected as Quite well. Coherent. So. I think I'm ready for that
1: sweet, sweet outro music if you are. Oh, I'm ready. Thank you, everybody, for listening to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. If you want to see that book cover, well, you should head on over to social media, particularly on Twitter at the FTF Podcast with a number one at the end. We'll also post it on Facebook and Instagram at the FTF Podcast. You can also send us an email if you ever wanted to chat um, book ideas or anything else fantasy related, shoot us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. Dylan, if they're listening to the show, they want to support it, they happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, what can they do? Toss five stars to our podcast. Just
0: scroll down on that Friends Talking Fantasy page on the Apple Podcast app until you start seeing stars. Once you're seeing stars, we would love it if you clicked five of those stars ideally if you do have a little bit of extra time then we always appreciate it when folks leave us a review it's super helpful for us but you know just listening to us try to improvise a fantasy story and making it to this point where i'm asking for these things that's more than enough we appreciate every listen and we appreciate you listening
1: Yes, listeners, thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of this wild and crazy episode. We love you, thank you, and as always, go forth and conquer, friends.